0: The hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites.
1: Well, it's Tuesday, and we always conclude our show by going on the couch. And today we're joined by uh, top nurse, uh, Lenora. Leonard, Infection Prevention and Control Manager at the Beacon Hospital. And this is in the context of the coronavirus. Uh, while we're entering phase three, maybe we need to talk a little bit more as we resume normal life about staying safe. Um, and uh, Lenora can tell us all about uh, the Practical steps that we need to take uh, from a professional point of view. So, just tell us in the hospital, what do you do?
0: Well, uh, that you didn't do
1: before, you know.
0: Oh, okay. So, what we're doing is actually we're assessing every single individual that comes into the hospital. So, we look at all our patients. They actually get a COVID assessment questionnaire about two days before they come in, where they have a list of six questions that they have to answer. And if they answer all of those correctly, then they can proceed with their appointment. Uh, Also, when they come into the hospital, we have several assessment stations around the hospital where the patient, again, attends the assessment station as asked, has anything changed since your questionnaire? And they also have their temperature taken. So we have thermal scanners at all our entrances into the hospital uh, taking everybody's temperature. So we look at patients. We look at visitors, we look at staff and we look at vendors coming into the hospital and we assess them all.
1: Do you not do a COVID test on patients?
0: All patients that go for general anaesthetic, so they go for surgery, we do a COVID test on those. All patients who are oncology patients that may need chemotherapy, we do a COVID test on those patients. And obviously anybody who's suspected of having COVID, then we would test them. So any patient that might present to ED with a temperature, with shortness of breath, with a new cough, with new fatigue or tiredness. or uh, We would absolutely test those patients.
1: So let's let's talk about the R-rate. How prevalent now is it and, and are you looking at that issue?
0: Yes, I mean at the very beginning it was very high and now it's down probably about 0.5 is it, the, the, the R-rate. So the R-rate is due to the number of people that potentially a person who is positive comes in contact with and could Transferred or transmitted to that patient or to that individual. So at the moment it's very low, so it's a less than 0.5, which is very good news for Ireland. But we still have to be careful. And now that we're entering into phase three with the government um, lockdown or the, the government recovery policy, and um, we have to be careful because more people are meeting, there's more social gatherings. Um, we have indoor environments where people are 50 people can meet, outdoor environments where 100 people can meet we do still have to make sure that we have good infection prevention control practices to prevent transmission of COVID infection and other infections.
1: And and in your experience, because people say if you touch a surface, it can be there for 72 hours. Yes. Uh, people talk about, you know, uh, aerosol uh, spray of, of someone's breath and yes. more than 15 minutes. Uh, tell us Tell us about the most common ways the virus actually spreads.
0: Well, the most common is through droplet spread, so somebody coughing and sneezing. So somebody has the infection, so whether they're symptomatic or not, which you mentioned earlier on, we can have asymptomatic carriers. They cough and they can actually spread the droplets onto somebody else. And that's why your social distancing of two meters is so important, that if you do cough, then it doesn't spread to the other person. Also, respiratory etiquette is very important. So ideally, if you have a cough or a sneeze, you sneeze into the tissue, you put the tissue in the bin, you wash your hands. If you don't have a tissue, you cough or you sneeze into your elbow, so they're preventing spread into the environment. So that will be the common way that it spreads, through your coughing, your talking, your singing, through droplets from your mouth. Then, as you say, it can survive for up to 72 hours on in the environment, especially plastics and stainless steel. So how that happens is that somebody comes along, they cough onto the banister of, you know, the bust or something like that, and the virus remains present there. You put your hands on it, but then you have to put your hands up to your eyes or your mouth or your nose. You're not going to get it just from touching the virus. You still have to, you know, take the virus. Yes, it has to go from that to your face. Membrane. Yes, I'm exactly. with you.
1: So mm-hmm. that's where the hand washing comes in. Yes. Do you have any yes. preference between hand washing and sanitizers? You know, the sanitary wipes and so on?
0: Yeah, actually, this no, because uh, the, the SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19, is actually easily killed because of the lipid layer around it. So normal soap and water is very effective for washing your hands, for washing the environment. You know, you're washing up liquid at home. is very good. The benefit of a hand sanitizer like an alcohol gel is that you can have it in your pocket. You can have it in your handbag. So you're going into town, you know, you want to bring it with you. You can easily take it out, do your hands for the 20 seconds and then your hands are clean.
1: All right. Now, uh, in terms of masks, we've heard of people doing their handmade, you know, sewing one. We've heard of kind of... Uh, the types of masks that might be in hospital and, yeah. and then the, the sort of simple ones you buy with the sort of three layer, the, the light green coloured ones and so on. Yeah. It doesn't matter what sort of mask you wear.
0: No. So in the hospital environment, we use a medical grade mask. So we have standard surgical masks. We have FFP2 and FFP3 masks. But for the community setting, what the government has recommended are face coverings. So it could be a scarf or as you say, it could be a, you know, a homemade mask. You need at least two layers on your mask to protect you. You also need to make sure that you're wearing it correctly. So when you put on the mask, you know, you are, are the scarf around your face, you make sure that it fits snugly around your nose and your mouth, and that it covers your chin. And you make sure that it doesn't get wet, that it's not dirty, you know, and that when you're removing it, you remove it by the back so that when you're taking it off, you're not contaminating your hands. So face coverings is what's recommended, especially on public transport. And in areas where you cannot maintain that two-meter social distancing, for example, a busy shopping centre, it's advisable to wear a face covering.
1: Now, what about you know those those standard sort of disposable ones? When 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 should you you know you know when yes. you when you when you've had a drink or had a smoke? You know when it's <laughs> over. Like how how often how long could you use a mask for before it kind of needs to be? If it gets damp or whatever.
0: Yes. Well, the disposable masks are disposable so you wear it for your activity and then if you're going into town you remove it when you get home and you put it into the bin so if you're going to be eating in the meantime you remove the mask you put it into the bin you do your hand hiding and then you can have your meal and you put a fresh mask on now if it's a homemade mask a material mask you know again you have a spare one in your pocket i think the ziploc bags are very good they don't, don't take up much space You can have a clean mask ready to go for your second round of your meetings or your transport or when you're going out. And then you can have a a bag to put your dirty mask into if there's no bin nearby.
1: And for the cloth masks, you're no problem about washing them?
0: No problem about washing. The the whole mechanical action of the washing machine is very good for removing organisms and viruses and bacteria. But particularly these viruses, and it's very easy to kill. Now, it does recommend a 60 degree wash. Um, again, have your washing machine half full. You don't want it full, you know, because then you can't do a proper wash. Have your washing machine half full, you add your detergent, if you do your 60 degrees, the mask, any of the viruses will be killed in the mask. And then you can actually put it into the dryer or you can, you know, dry it on the clothesline if necessary.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, on the record earlier, uh, sorry, oh, down to earth, we heard earlier, huge concern about the increased, uh, you know, once-off plastics and so on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is there an environmental concern as far as you're concerned?
0: Yes, of course there is because the more plastic we use, the more latex we use, it, it does have an impact on the environment. I have to mention that you mentioned is it, the gloves. Yeah, I want to ask chair. you about the gloves, yeah. Oh. <laughs> when I go do my weekly shopping, it drives me mad when I see people wearing gloves. Because if you notice them, and just observe it, they actually touch everything on the shelves. They come in, they're touching the buttons, they're touching the lifts, they're touching the ATM machine, and they never do hand sanitization. <coughs> However, people who don't wear gloves, you see them using the alcohol gel on the way into the supermarket, they do the shopping, you know, they key in, uh, key in their PIN number for their, their pay their bill, and they always do their hands on their way out. So masks, absolutely. Face coverings. I recommend. Gloves, no, I do not recommend gloves to be used in the community setting.
1: Now, a lot of people are returning to their work environment having worked from home uh, this week and and more will do so as we move to the final phase. What, What advice in return to work? Do you think they should wear masks in work or what?
0: Again, it comes down to the location that they work in and can they maintain that social distancing? So the first thing they have to look at is their environment. So can they move their desks two meters away from each other so when they go back to work that they're protecting themselves and they're protecting the other person as well. Uh, the second thing is, you know, if you are sick, don't go back to work. So make sure that, you know, you inform your employee, you know, I'm not well today, I have a temperature, stay at home and then review when you need to go back. Uh, many people are still working from home and I would absolutely agree with that at the moment. And also, you could probably use, you know, disposable cups and things like that in the work environment because a lot of people don't have dishwashers, so the, the cups mightn't be able to be washed in the work environment.
1: And, and, and finally, disposable. Lenora, we we've discussed uh, uh, throughout the program today the issue of foreign travel. What's your yes. twopence worth on that?
0: Well, my advice at the moment would be stay at home in Ireland and support the Irish economy. And um, flying. Or what about those, letting
1: tourists into the support the Irish economy?
0: Well, we saw yesterday where we had 22 cases and quite a few of them were related to international travel. So I think we have to be very careful about people coming into the country. Um, they do fill out their questionnaire, that they do um, quarantine for the 14 days and they do follow our recommendations from our government. So I think we have to keep an eye on it. But from the point of view, we shouldn't be going abroad at the moment.
1: All right. My thanks to Lenora Leonard. The hard shoulder on Newstalk
0: with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.